Hi, this is Gary Washburn, pastor of Grace Tabernacle. Thank you for tuning to our podcast today. Our hope is that this message inspires you and builds your faith. For more information about Grace Tabernacle and our ministries, please go to gracetab.org and like us on Facebook. Now, may the message feed your soul. today for gathering us here. We believe that you will enlighten us as we come into your as we have come into your presence with singing. We believe that you inhabit the praises of your people here at Grace Tabernacle today. And so we honor you because you are more than enough. You have called us and chosen us and made us your own. Help us to walk in that freedom walk in that liberty, walk in that truth. Today, in the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said, glory to God. Amen. Thank you, praise and worship team. That was beautiful. That was glorious. Thank you for taking us into the presence of God in such a mighty and powerful way. Amen. Glory to God. Well, as you probably know, I'm Gary Martin, the worst half of the Gail and Gary Martin. This is my beautiful wife, Gail, who's here with me. Yeah. I'd ask her to come up and share a word, but she wouldn't want to. Honestly, right? It is an honor to be at this wonderful church, Grace Tabernacle. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I, I truly believe just from what was Paula said and the praise and worship today going forward, I, you know, you kind of hope that you have a word for the congregation, but wow, I mean, to lead, lead up to where we are right now, it is glorious. So thank you. We are right where we need to be. Amen. Okay. So thank you, Brother Terry. I appreciate that very much. So one thing I'd like to get out of the way right away is all the visiting pastor jokes. Okay. I know there are a lot of pastors that come in and they will only preach in a sanctuary with an analog clock because that way they can say, oh, I see those hands back there. So that way the evangelist always has some hands there. So the other one is that when uh, you ask the praise and worship team to come up and close, there's some hope in the congregation that he's almost done, right? But the last one, my, my... Pastor, as a childhood pastor, was uh, Reverend Robert Spinn, and he shared that he, always, he heard of a pastor that likes to put a cough drop in his mouth, and then when the cough drop was gone, he would stop preaching. Well, one day he reached in there and put a button in his mouth, and I think they're still there right now, so that button then never melt away. So get all that visiting evangelist stuff out of the way. So again, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. I do not count this call lightly. It is, it's, it, it, it's a word from the Lord, and it's something that Gail and I, within the last year, 16 months, the Lord has put on our hearts. We started years ago with Joyful Marriage. It's a marriage seminar that we put on. And then, so then we went to Joyful Family Parenting class that we agreed. But here recently it's been Reset Joy. Because, and it's a ministry reaching out to rural pastors, small church pastors who, you know, they're just up against it. And they, sometimes the frustrations and the discouragements, and so they steal the joy. And maybe even sometimes in a walk through life, right? The things of this life draw out that joy and peace that God promised us as we walk in him with covenant. 
So the reset joy is taken back, I get that from John 15, 11. I have some verses up here, thank you so much. I also, whenever I like, I like to recognize our sound man and our ushers and our dream team, all those who work behind the scenes to make sure that we have an enjoyable worship experience. So thank you so much for your faithful dedication to serve. But notice here, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. Now this is Jesus speaking in the upper room in with his disciples. He said, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full or your joy may be complete. Well, isn't that a nice promise? And we all believe that, right? The word of God gives us freedoms that we can have joy no matter what the circumstance. God's promise of joy is always there. So what are these things that Jesus talks about? And he's talking right out of the talk of he's the vine, we're the branches, his banner over me is love, if you remember that song from Bible school. But those things he talks about, he says, if you abide, in verse seven, and I don't have that slide, I'm sorry. Verse seven says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Wow, you know, really, that's, that's quite a promise. So if I, let me get this straight, Lord. If I abide in you and your words, the, the Bible, abide in me, I can ask what I desire, and it will be done for you. Yes. It's written in red, <laughs> the, the whole thing, right? So I go a little deeper. Uh, John, he must have really got into this asking and receiving thing because the, he also shares with them in 1 John 5, 14 and 15. It says, now this is the confidence that we have in him, in Christ Jesus, abiding in him, right? This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything, everybody say anything. If we ask anything according to will, he, according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Yeah, ask what I desire, right? We know that we have the petition. What's the qualifier in that? I'm so thankful for my English teacher who taught me how to break down a sentence. Have any English teachers in the? Okay. Break down a sentence. It says, according to his will. Not my will, according to his will. What, what, what's that qualifier mean? Well, it's according to his word or according to his purpose for my life to get even a little bit more specific or to purpose or according to his plan for me. So there is the general that abide in Jesus and Jesus abides in me, but it gets down to we have to know what God's purpose is for me. Look at me. God has a purpose for you. God has a purpose for you, and it is your responsibility to discern what that purpose is. Now, you may have some well-meaning people saying, I believe the Lord would see this. I can remember growing up as a young teenager, I had people in my church tell me, you would be a great pastor. Oh, okay. And you kind of feel a draw to that then. But I didn't take the word 
of sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so, I had to search for myself, since it's my responsibility to find out what my purpose is, to find out what that was. Make sense? You're all good, right? So finding purpose, we all know about the uh, emotional draw to finding your purpose. You know, finding your purpose, what does that do to your anxiety level if you know you know what you're doing? Do you sleep better when you know what your purpose is? Do you have a better life expectancy when you know what your purpose is? So I'm talking to you about purpose. Miss Paula told we're chosen. You are chosen and you have a purpose. And we want want to make sure that we discern what that purpose is and then we can walk in his promises what those promises are. Amen? So why is it important? We know that it's important in the walk in the world to their purpose. You know, businesses spend hours and days and thousands of dollars to find out what their mission statement is. And yet we take the word, the flipping word of someone, flippant, not flipping, that probably sound bad. We take a word from somebody and we, we latch onto it and all of a sudden throw it on the wall and see what sticks, you know? We spend hours, I know I had to spend hours on my knees, in my prayer time, beside at the altar during the worship service, discerning what God was speaking to me, what my purpose was. And the same goes for you. So why is it important that we know God's promise for us? So we can better serve him. So that we can more confidently walk in him, to walk in covenant with him. Because as we walk in his purpose, remember it says according to his will, we can ask what we desire. Well, according to his will for me, for Gary, for Fred, for Wilma, for Barney, for Betty, all those people, for each specific one. I like using cartoon characters, that way you don't point anybody out. But we can serve him better by walking with him, that's when he supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus as I walk in him, as I walk in covenant with him, that kingdom of God stuff. You know, the the Lord says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans for a future, plans for a hope, for something better. You're on your way to something better, amen? It's more than a good idea. I like what Peter says. He breaks it down even a little bit more uh, affirming. He says, you are called with a holy calling. Hey, you know what? Other people don't make it holy. Your calling from other people doesn't make it holy. God's calling to you makes it holy. God's calling to you to be more specific that's where you're walking according to his will, as you walk in obedience to what he has called you to do. Let's take a look at 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. This is in the Amplified version, so I have to say it louder, I guess. It's Amplified. But, therefore, believers, who's a believer? Raise your hand. Therefore, believers, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you be sure that your behavior, oh, this is hard. Be sure that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship with God. For by doing these things, these things, actively developing these virtues that he talked about earlier in the chapter, you will never stumble in your spiritual growth. How many would like to do that? 
I do not want to stumble in my spiritual growth because bruised knees and shins, they don't go well with me. So in your spiritual growth, and will live a life that leads others away from sin. I mean, just the way you live life can lead others away from walking in sin. I mean, if I can just, sometimes it's hard for me to talk to people because people are human. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some, maybe you love people a lot more, but, or a lot better than I do, but uh, sometimes it's hard. If I can live a life at work that has somebody say, you know, that Gary, he, there's something about him. And then all of a sudden, when they've got something going, when you live through some of the crap, I promise I wasn't going to say crap, but I, sometimes you just got to say crap. When you have to go through some of the crap in life and you are not shaken, you still have the peace of Jesus. No matter what's going on on your shoulders, you still have the peace of Jesus. Because where the peace of Jesus is, there, therefore, that's where joy can be experienced. So we want to make sure that we establish that peace right there. Verse 11, for in this way, entry into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, or in other words, inheritance to the kingdom of God, will be abundantly, everybody say abundantly, abundantly provided to you. How many of you can figure out that the kingdom of God is rich and that's where we want to be? Amen? That's so where we want to be. So we look at that and uh, what is the way for verse 11 says, in this way, what is the way? Well, the way is, number one, be certain about your calling. You've got to know that you've been called. You've got to know that you've been chosen to be in that seat at this time today. Listen to this message, worshiping with a, a congregation who loves Jesus, who loves you, and they're glad you're here. Amen? You have to have that assurance. When I say certain, I mean, that's as certain as there's three steps. One, two, three. Three, two, one. That's, I was certain that there were three steps there. I have that assurance that I can walk that out. Because that, where that assurance is is where I can have peace, right? So the second thing, that your behavior <laughs> reflects your relationship with God the Father in a respectful, humble, listening. The Father is how, how you would want your kids to listen to you and treat you in that same manner. That's how we respect the Father. The third thing, actively developing the virtues of his calling and your pursuit and plan of what he has for you. What's your pursuit today? Are you pursuing his plan for you? Because in these, these things that being certain, behavior reflecting your relationship and actively developing, in these you enter into his kingdom where the kingdom of promises are. So I, I looked up, I found a verse that always comes to me when I talk about the kingdom of God. It's in Romans 14, 7, and I didn't give this to the team. My apologies. In the Amplified Bible, it says, that for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking what we like, but it's of righteousness, it's of peace, and it's in joy in the Holy Spirit. That is what 
righteous, or that is what the kingdom of God is. And that's available to us. Amen? So, good, good. So now, the main point, our pursuit of our purpose is our obedience to walking out our purpose, my purpose, walking out my calling, and that's where I know that God can meet me according, because I'm praying according to his will. He can give me all the things that I need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, including the kingdom of God, which is righteousness, peace, and joy, and the Holy Ghost. So one thing that I have found when I was going through my work, trying to find out what, what God had for Gary, I got a little confused. I said, well, I, I, what, what is the thing that God wants for me? There's so many things out there. Growing up in Emden, Illinois, 550 people, you know, well, 548 since my brother and I left in 40 years ago. But it, there's, you don't see a lot of the things that are available to do t- for you. So I, you get to wonder. So you look at other people, what they did, and they were successful. And now, again, now that we've already talked about that God has a purpose for me, God has a purpose for you, each one of you, if you look and compare yourself to what brother so-and-so is doing, you can get distracted off of what God has for you. Good things. You know, you know, oh, brother so-and-so started a soup kitchen and he has more than, he's feeding 500 people a day and did such a good work. Maybe that's what Gary needs to do. Or maybe it's, oh, sister so-and-so, she spends two hours of intercessory prayer for missionaries and, and for the church and for other people. Maybe that's what Gary's called to do. Or there's that family that every year they go to Haiti for two weeks and work in an orphanage, and maybe that's what Gary needs to do. No, it's hard enough for Gary to do what God has called Gary to do, to work out all those things. Now, one of the things that really uh, is dis- can get discouraging is you want it right now, and you're not, you're not gonna go from here to there. I, I'm sure brother so-and-so probably started out with giving soup to three people, and now he's up to 500. There, there is a, a, a way to walk through a growth aspect that has to go with that. So it's so important to not compare what God has called you to do with God, what God has called others to do. So we, we don't wanna ask, we wanna just know what God has for us. So I, I, like I said, I did many good things too. You know, I served at my church where I needed to serve. I sang on the praise and worship team, and did, you know, went to the, all the outreaches and all those things. But it was more than what I needed to do where God would be able to meet me. And I would find that through, where do you, where do you best hear from the Lord? We'll hear like times like right now. Some, the Lord is poking at heartstrings even now. That God's revealing to you even now in this atmosphere that's been created for us to hear. My, I, had, I had to go to the quiet times because I'm so easily distracted if there's people around. I had to go to a quiet place. I, I, I had a wonderful church that I went to an altar and just sat and tried to listen I would read the word and that he would guide me through the word and find different things for me there. You know, we're called to do what he has called me to. You know, that, that 
not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. Where, where, it's, a, where it's, a, it's a submission, not just where do I go from here, but it's a submission. Because we learned that Jesus increases as I decrease, right? In John 8, I believe it is. So the more humble I get, the more I'm able to hear. The more I put myself aside and take on more him, the more I can hear what he has for me. Have you ever been in a place where the more you know, the more you know you don't know? <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at with, man, that, that, the word is so vast. Okay, I thought John 3.16 was it, you know. There's a lot of stuff in the word that I need to find out for myself what that is yet. So it's kind of the more you know, the more you don't know when it comes to the Lord, right? And walking with him. You know, I, I can't do a lot of things. I can't organize things like my wife, Gail. I, I can't teach as good as Rich. I certainly can't play as good as Terry or the trumpet and the clarinet, which I love. is just beautiful. I can't do all those things. It's hard enough for Gary to do what God has called Gary to do. And I hope that rings a bell with you. I, I do what I can by seeking his word and listening to his voice so that I know what that next step is. Sometimes, and I've shared this, I wasn't planning on sharing this, but sometimes, you know, as in our physical bodies, we need to strengthen our core, you know. My wife Gail got me planking, you know, planking. Got to strengthen that core, you know. Yeah, it hurts. Core, core work with Gary don't work too good. I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. But I knew it, it helped strengthen me. Amen? Well, the same goes as our spiritual walk. Because we so want to put down our next foot on that next step and then start going. But if you're not sure where that next step is supposed to be or if it's ready to be put down, your spiritual core has to be strong to where that timing is perfect. You've got to be strong enough to know that, uh, okay, that's not baked long enough yet. But that your spiritual core is what, your strength in your spiritual core keeps you from taking that next step or misstep. So be assured of your calling. Be assured of the, the steps in your calling. I, I look to Joshua 1.8 when it comes to this. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, what's the qualifier? When you meditate in it and do according to all that is in it. That's a qualifier for the then. Then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Now when I get in front of business leaders, which I have the opportunity to many times, I say, do you want success or do you want good success? Because we all know successful people that, that are lost. They don't have no peace. That's probably not langu linguistically correct, is it? They ain't got no peace. How's that? Is that better? <laughs> but you know what I mean. They, they've got success. They've, they've got the cars. They've got the boats. They've got the nice houses. They've got the thriving business. But their anxiety level is up here. I think when he says good success, that good success is the kind where he brings increase and adds no sorrow to it. 
I think that's the kind of good success that God has for us. And as we walk in him, we meditate on his word. Now, the hard part is verse nine. Verse nine says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you. Everybody say it. Whithersoever thou goest. I like the King James Version. Whithersoever thou. Is that a word or what? The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now that's the hard part. He gave us the plan, the word, the word of God, and the Holy Spirit always speaking to you where that next step is, because the word of God doesn't always give that. But you're gonna be strong, have that good core strength. You're gonna be courageous, because how many of you know, sometimes it's kind of scary out there. Take that next step. For I am with you wherever you go. That's a good promise. If, I, if everything else is stripped away from me, the Lord is with me wherever, you go, wherever I go. So, now, we believe, when we get back to that joy part, we believe that there's an enemy out there seeking whom he may devour. Everybody knows that. We also believe that we have a flesh to deal with that needs to be disciplined, that needs to be developed, so that we can do those things and have that courage so that we can walk this life so that others might not sin. So we have to be strong, we have to be courageous. Now, we've all been in the middle of crap, right? Stuff. Sometimes you just need encouragement to say, you know what, you can do this. You know, we're, we're called, Gail and I are called in Reset Joy Ministries to come alongside the pastor, not to tell him what the next step is, but just to encourage them, you can do this. God has giftings and abilities. I wanna be the Barnabas, right? Celebrate the giftings and abilities that's already in you and you're seeing, and then encourage them in the next steps to walk it out, to see what God has for them, that they can walk in the supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, that they would have righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost as they do their thing that God has called them to do. So. As we walk through these things, I've always loved Isaiah 43. It says, but now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. Everybody say, fear not. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. Child, you are mine. I put my name in there. Gary, you are mine. Gail, you are mine. Fred, Wilma, Betty, Barney, you are mine. Put your name in there. Fear not. The next verse says, as you walk through the waters, when you walk through the stuff, when you walk through the crap, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overflow you. Those things that the enemy has put in here, that flesh that you've got to make a better decision next time, those things will not overtake you because the Lord has redeemed you. They shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, you, the, nor shall the flame scorch you. Because the Lord your God has called you his child. You are called, you are chosen to be in this family, in the family of God, so that he can supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. So you are mine. When you walk through the waters, when you go through the rivers, when you're in the middle of the fire, for I, the Lord, 
your God, the Holy One of Israel, <laughs> is with you. Right there, right beside. That's the beauty of it. Can we just take a minute and thank God where we sit? Lord, you have delivered me. You have saved me. You have healed me. You have given me a purpose. You have given me giftings and abilities to walk out my life. Lord, you, I've walked through the fire. I've been through the waters, and they didn't overtake me because here I stand in the presence of an almighty God, the mighty one of Israel who brought me through those things. Lord, you are so good you brought me through. We believe in your power. We've seen your power and we believe it's good going forward in Jesus name. Don't you feel good? Aren't you thankful what God has done? You know, I've, I've said often, if you feel like you're smack dab in the middle of something, don't stop because you're on your way out. Right in the middle, you're on your way out, right? So then if you're on your way out, don't stop. We, I should have got the video of my little grandson, uh, Jonah. <laughs> Abby comes along with the camera and the video, and he's stuck in mud up to his ankles. But just past, and he's going, I guess this, I duck, I duck. Sometimes you feel like, I duck, I duck. You know? But he's been delivered because he stepped out of it. His mom was there and said, you want to play in this mud, mom? Mommy said, no, I don't want to play in the mud. So he stepped out and got out because he's free now, about free of the mud, right? I don't want to be stuck no more. Because God is with me, he's carrying me on. Amen. Where are we? This is having too much fun here. Glory to God. What a mighty God we serve. What a serve as he's called me. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, remember that, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. New thing going to do a new thing. Now, now, I said all that to get to this point, this point right here. So it hasn't been in vain. My ranting hasn't been in vain. Your laughing hasn't been in vain. I've got the, all that buildup that joy is yours and peace is yours and you have been chosen. You have been called. You have a purpose. God has a plan for your life. I got you here to go to Isaiah 43, 16 and 17. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brought, brings forth the chariot and a horse, the army and the power, they shall lie down together. That's when he opened up the Red Sea and closed it back up. And they are, <laughs> like a, they are extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. Well, see, he's putting people in remembrance. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. All those chariots just a floating up, glub, 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 glub. You know, and all the Egyptians, glub, 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 all in the sea. Oh, yeah, I remember what God did. We put ourselves in remembrance. What's the next verse say? Do not remember the former thing. Whoa! Remember not the former things or consider the things. Of, wait a minute. I thought we were supposed to be a people of remembrance. I look back at my life and I can tell you where I got saved. I can tell you where I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I can sh tell you where the altar I was at when I saw Gail get healed. I can tell you where I knew that Gail was going to be my wife. I know those places, the memorial places. You got those too, right? How important is that? 
Yes, we are to be a people of remembrance. But what do we are supposed to be a remember, uh, what are we supposed to be remembering? The grace and the mercy and the power of God working for you and in you. That's what we put ourselves in remembrance. When he says, don't remember the former things, that's the stuff that we can limit God to doing. Well, wait a minute, I don't have to go through a Red Sea right now. That's, what only, that's the only thing God can do is open up a Red Sea for me. No, God will do for you what you need to have done right now because according, you ask according to his will, ask according to his purpose. Because you've been chosen, you have a purpose. And then he will do something equivalent to what he's done in the past and greater things. Remember that greater things in John 14? Greater things shall he do. So when we put ourselves in remembrance, and here's the beautiful thing. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now, everybody say now. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You won't get lost. You have your GPS, the Holy Ghost will be telling you, God, take that next step here. You won't get thirsty because there's going to be rivers in the desert. Where you might go might be deserty. Is that a word? Deserty? Desert dish. <laughs> Might be desert, but you're going to have rivers of living water flowing out of you because you, you remember that spot. Oh, yeah, I remember I got filled with the Holy Ghost right there. And He would never leave me. So I can go wherever God tells me to go because I know He's going to be there when I get there. That's where we go, right? So we just got to be obedient. Just got to be obedient to what He has for me. So now, remember in the upper room, Jesus said these things might have joy. What else did he say? Do this in remembrance of me. You know, when, when we take communion, we put ourselves in remembrance of Jesus' death, burial, and glorious resurrection that we can walk in. That's what we put ourselves in remembrance of. So we put ourselves in remembrance. So now, We've come full circle. We started with Jesus telling him you can't have joy. And now we put ourselves in remembrance of what he's done for us. That he can wash us and make us clean. That he, we can have a new life in him. And a new thing can spring forth. New thing can spring forth. I'm gonna invite Brother Terry and the worship team up as I bring this to a close, so thankful that the word of God is true. The word of God is more powerful than a two-edged sword. I thank you that the spirit, thankful that the spirit of the living God, can, he knows my every need. He, he knows where I'm headed, knows where he wants me to be, and he meets me there again and again. So thankful. Now, here we go. Each of us, individually, might be going through something that we need a reset. You might have, the enemy might have come and tried to knock you off your, knock you off your kelter, off to the side, off your path. I get it. 
I may have, maybe you made a decision that, oh, doggone it, I, that caused pain to somebody and I wanna renew that relationship. Maybe that's where we're at. I believe that this reset message is for Grace Tabernacle where they're at right now. It's, it, it's a reset. I should have shared at the beginning. The reset, it's not, it, it, it's to set again or set anew. To put back on the vision and purpose that God has for Grace Tabernacle. And as you pray for your pastor, that he would have the word for this congregation, for this body, to take them to the next level. I believe that's where we're at. Now, King David gave us the recipe for a reset. Psalm 51, verses 10 and 11. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Step one. Lord, I've screwed up, messed up. Sorry. Lord, I messed up. Please forgive me. If it's my actions, show me where I missed it. If it's my tongue, help me lasso it and bring it back. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. Give me a nice, clean slate to start with. Help me put the things of old in the past and let me start anew day by day. Second thing, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. A steadfast, a faithful, unwavering spirit. Create that in me. Renew an unwavering spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Let my worship keep me in your presence every day, all day. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Don't take that person of the Holy Spirit who helps lead me and guide me to where those next steps are. Lord, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. And finally, Lord, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Rejoy, restore to me the joy of your salvation. And uphold me by your generous spirit. Keep pouring into me, Lord. You're so, you give it so freely. Wash me freely. Fill me freely. Lead me freely. Guide me freely. Help me slow down so I can make your decisions and not my own. Not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. And here's the beauty of it. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. What is the basic goal for Christians is to disciple other Christians, to find them, lead them to Jesus, and tell them what their next steps are. We're all growing. I've been a Christian since 1980. I'm still growing. I got a long way to go. I'm thankful for you guys that have already arrived, but I ask that you would ask if you've already arrived. so thankful. That's why we live God's way, so that others will be drawn to him. You know, we live a life of peace and joy. 
that runs abundant in our lives outside of these four walls what's it look like you know we are God's life sharing agents take it to the world search your heart right now search my heart oh God do that inventory like like Haggai said oh Lord let me take inventory so I can see where there might be holes in my bag that are leaking out stuff the, the blessings that you gave me what am I doing that I need to correct I'm just going to say a prayer over you and then we'll, we'll let, I know you have a, a dynamic altar team ministry. If you have prayer needs, you can come up uh, for a few minutes. And then uh, there's a, I, I'd, I'd like to do that song, Yes, He Can. If you can have your team come up or whatever you feel good. I'd love to close with that, if that's okay. Thank you, Terry. But let me just speak into your lives right now. Heavenly Father. I thank you for your goodness and faithfulness to each one in this congregation right now, sitting here, listening to your voice, speaking to them, not Gary's voice. The words of my mouth and let meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord. Let our heart meditation be on you. And I thank you for your anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage that would keep from hearing the purpose that you have for each one. I thank you that anointing is, is like a salve on the spiritual ear, a salve on the spiritual eyes that they can see and hear and put their trust in you on that next step which you have called them to. Lord, again, we put ourselves into remembrance. All those things that you have done to bring us here, but what has brought us here will not get us there. I thank you, Lord, that you are pouring forth new things in families and households in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for the victory that we hear, that the gospel is the good news that Jesus, you said, if we abide in you and our, your word abides in us, we can ask what we desire according to your will. We hear and now we obey. We obey for every step. So I invite the prayer team to come forth to minister for a few moments and then we'll close. Just go ahead and take this time to just to listen to what he has for you. Don't do the song again. It's beautiful.
You know, as a little lad in my Lutheran church in Emden, Illinois, always had vacation Bible school. It's funny what you remember, because we used to sing that song that says, all that we have is thine alone, a gift, O Lord, to thee. I give thee but thine own, Lord. Whatever that gift may be, all that I have is thine alone, a trust, O Lord, from thee. So whatever you have that you've placed at the altar this morning, I believe you put your life in his hands, your burden at his feet, and your faith in his word to take you where he has for you to go. I believe that's going to be today. I believe tomorrow it's a brand new day. He's doing a new thing in your life. I just believe that it's going to explode where God has for you to go. That it, there's going to be that one little thing, that little reminder. Maybe, maybe it's when you're taking a sip of coffee or making it's when you're putting your car in gear that you're, oh, 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 yeah, God's doing a new thing in me. Now it will spring forth. So thank you for being so attentive. I've asked Brother Terry to do, close us in this song, Yes, He Can, because that just goes so right along with what we've been preaching. So Terry, I, I take that out to you. Let's stand and sing that together. Sometimes I wonder, is he faithful? Does he see me in my trouble? Does he understand? Sometimes I question, is he able? Can he rescue, can he save me again and again? But when I look back, did he move every mountain? Did he part every sea? Yes, he did. So yes, he can. Did he defeat the darkness? Did he deliver me? Yes, he did. So yes, he can. Yes, he did. So yes, he can. Sometimes those voices try to tell me I'm forgotten and I've fallen too far from his hand. But I know what kind of God he is and I'm trusting in his promises. I'm believing and I'm singing. Yes, he can. Did he move every mountain? Did he part every sea? Yes, he did. So yes, he can. seen too much now I can't deny he's come through every single time from the beginning till the end he did he will he can did he move every mountain did he part See, yes, he did. So, yes, he can.
Yes, he did. So yes, he can. God bless you. Have a great day. We love you. We'll see you next week.